Another year brings new and old faces together for the common goal of striving for academic and athletic excellence. The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University proudly presents Sharks Weekly, a deep dive into HPU athletics and who are this week's standout performers. Which program is making a splash in the classroom, community, and on the field? What are the upcoming schedules? All these questions answered and more coming live from the HPU Esports Arena, powered by DSC Hawaii on the Hawaii Pacific University campus at Aloha Tower Marketplace. Here's your host, Hawaii Pacific University's Vice President and Chief Marketing Communications Officer, Jeffrey Rich. Aloha, Sharks Nation. We're back live this Thursday morning. We are broadcasting from the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University here at Aloha Tower Marketplace in beautiful downtown Honolulu. Uh, we are at the eSports Arena here, powered by DSE Hawaii, and we have a great show for you this morning. We are going to be talking all things softball. Um, we've got fabulous guests. Um, I'll introduce them in a second, um, but uh, it's, a, it's a fun Thursday morning. Um, the weather is back. We've got uh, beautiful blue skies, and we're headed into what hopefully will be a beautiful weekend. Um, so returning, uh, we've got head coach um, for the women's softball team, Jarnet Lono. Welcome, Jarnat. Um, and Thank she you so has, much. <laughs> it's good to have you back on the show. Um, and you brought along three phenomenal players. Um, uh, let's see, we've got Junior Taylor Thompson, a right-handed pitcher hailing from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and we've got Junior Neva Polin uh, from Norco, California. Am I saying that right? Norco. All these towns that kind of pop up um, that you guys are from uh, that I've not heard of before, so we'll have to learn a little about Norco. And we've got freshman Leila Molina, a right-handed pitcher and infielder from Manteca, California. Welcome, ladies. We are glad to have you here this morning. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, let's kick off Jarnette. So, um, so you're back on the show. It's good to have you back. Um, you guys are just getting rolling with your season. You kind of kick things off with the alumni game back uh, a couple Saturdays ago, end of January, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you played that at uh, Hawaii Loa Field, the Howard uh, A. Okita Field. Yeah, it was a it was a big event. We had about sixty different alumni come out. Uh, I think they realized that this this could be the last year that we're using Howard A. Okita Field. So it was a wonderful turnout. It was a family event. The girls got to meet a number of different generations. We've had the 1991 national championship team there, as well as the 2010 wow. national champions. Wow, that was quite a return of alumni committed to the program and a beautiful venue to play. Um, so that's exciting. So you're you're really just getting rolling with the season. Um, you haven't uh, hit your first conference game yet. Uh, but you, let's see, you had a, a, a tough start um, with a doubleheader or two two games on Saturday, last Saturday, uh, both losses. But then you guys bounced back with a win against Oklahoma Christian University. Um, so you're getting rolling. How's, how's the team looking? How are you feeling as we hit the season? The team looks really good. We have all of the pieces to be successful, which I think is one of the positive things that they all recognize and they all see. Uh, the record and the scores that's reflected from our losses on the road trip doesn't define who the team actually is. And being that we have two of our pitchers here, I think they'll, they'll speak to it a little bit further. Um, but they know that they have some work to do. They know they have to get back on track so that we can start our winning ways. 
Nice. Well, you know, it's good to be optimistic. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, you kind of work the kinks out early in the season, get the rhythm down, figure out the team's identity, and then things start to click. Um, so do you feel like you're going you're gonna to hit that season um, and really get rolling here as we roll into, what, your fifth game of the year? I think that this weekend and our trip, it was the first day when we had those losses. It was just for the pitchers, we've been working so hard. We go out early on our own, and we've been working harder than I think we have as a team. And we have great chemistry and all this. And usually when one of us has a bad day, the other two can pick it up. But it just so happened to be that all of us had our bad day on the same day. But I know that that doesn't reflect who we are. I know because I see him every day at practice being like the oldest pitcher there. I expect better from myself and the other two, and we're going to have a great season. Well, that is an optimistic view, and that's the kind of spirit that the team needs to really kind of get things rolling. Um, you know, Taylor, you let's see, you're from Phoenix, Arizona, um, and you're heading into your junior year, as we said. So uh, I think last year, um, as a sophomore, uh, you had some amazing stats. You appeared in 30 of 29 games, um, earned PacWest Pitcher of the Week honors in the final week of the season. Um, let's see some other accolades. You led the Sharks in ERA with a 2.33, 98 strikeouts, um, and uh, 23 games started. You had the second most wins, eight for the Sharks on the pitching staff, and uh, had two complete game shutouts. Um, season high, 10 strikeouts against Colorado. You had a great season last year. Mm -hmm. um, how, you know, how do you feel? You feel stronger this year? Do you feel like you, you know some of the the players and can kind of figure out some of the batters and how to work them a little better this year? Now that you're heading into your third year, yeah, for sure. I think one thing that's really stuck with me is my freshman year. I had a bad game, and Coach B pulled me aside and he said, "You know, it's taken years for pitchers to figure out that you have to be a pitcher, not a thrower." I think that really clicked in my brain, and Shorty knows. I am a thinker, <laughs> whether that benefits me or not, but I think that this year I'm going to come out a lot stronger. I just, I know the team's like the back of my hand and even though they've seen me multiple times and they know, it's like, they don't know what I've been working on. They don't know what's coming. So, so I think you, this year's going to be a lot better. So when you say a pitcher, not a thrower, you mean the cerebral part of the game and really thinking through how do I work this batter? How do I uh, play to my strengths and their weaknesses? And, and do you guys have, you know, good scouting on players or is a lot of it getting familiar over multiple seasons and playing the same teams and seeing the same players come back each year? I'd say both. Um, Shorty gives us like a scouting report before we play anybody. And then I also know since... We play a lot of the same teams. I'll look. I'll see who's returning on the team. I'll see. Oh, I remember when I did this. Look at the play-by-play. -play, look at the box score. And helps me decide that. And our pitching coach as well. She knows this girl can hit that. She can't hit this. And it gives us a lot of confidence. You just got to trust the process. So analytics, boy, um, it's just become such a big part of, of sports these days um, and really understanding how to play to strengths and weaknesses. Um, well, let's see, um, Neba, so you are also heading into your junior year, um, and uh, you are from uh, Corona, California. Uh, now, is that northern or southern? or? Um, it's southern. Southern, okay. Yeah. Getting my geography down for California. What, uh, suburb of L.A.? 
is it? Uh, uh, it's a little bit a little more further. down south, more towards Riverside. Okay, oh, Riverside area. Okay, know that. So as a, uh, last year, you appeared in 35 games, 16 starts. Um, you're an outfielder and a catcher. So uh, utility player, in a way, um, kind of plug in where you're, the team most needs you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite position to play? Uh, I really like to play outfield. Um, not a big fan of the infield. But uh, if, if she needs me, I'll go there, you know? <laughs> That's what you love, Coach, right? But yeah, willing to do anything to create That's success. That's Neva. <laughs> um, let's see. So uh, you had um, uh, three multiple RBI, RBI games last year. You recorded two games with multiple hits and RBIs against Dominican and Azusa Pacific. Um, let's see. Other stats from last year. Uh, Nine, are you in back in high school 2019 high school division one national championship you guys won the the state championship huh what yeah was that like? we did it was honestly uh really cool i worked really hard to like be able to go because um, it just started off with me like helping out uh varsity and you know every day i would come and i'd be there for their practice i get in get my work in so they ended up pulling me up and I got to go and it was just so cool to see like a different level of the game because it was also the division one national mm. uh CIF championships okay. so it's a whole new level all these girls In are California, going that's big time right <laughs> yeah, all yeah. these girls who are playing are going d1 schools yep. starting their next years and it was just really cool to see um the dynamic of that and like what it really takes to be a collegiate softball player. Was that, had you had success through your softball career going back, you know, even as a younger person and playing in, you know, leagues or, um, you know, did you, was that really your first taste of team victory, team championships? Or had you, um, had you had, you know, what many people, it seems like so many athletes, like they get on, you know, through their little league careers and whatever they're playing and they just, you know, they win championships left and right. And then you have other players who play their whole career and never win a championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, definitely the biggest one. Like we've we've won tournaments and stuff in like travel ball, but it it wasn't anything as big as that. This was a big deal. Yeah, yeah very big deal. Yeah, the competition in Southern California is top notch when you yeah. you know measure it across the the states, right? I mean, the cream of the crop comes out of California. Yeah, and it slowly moved over to the east to the SEC. But you look at where those rosters all originate from. It's all California yeah. kids. Yeah, I mean, the weather, the time, ability to play, the size of the state, the population, the mm -hmm. number of schools and programs, it's just highly competitive. Um, cool. Uh, well, hey, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, um, and we're going to continue to get to know our players. We're going to talk a little bit um, with Layla about her career. So uh, you are listening to Sharks Weekly. I'm your host, Jeff Rich. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we're back on a beautiful Thursday morning here at the Aloha Tower Marketplace campus of Hawaii Pacific University. Talking softball this morning. Um, so, Layla, we were just about to get to know you a little better um, when we hit the commercial break. So, you are a freshman, so just headed in first-year college experience here at um, Hawaii Pacific. You're a right-handed pitcher and an infielder um, from Manteca, California. Your sister plays 
also is here at, at HPU. So how's that? How, what's that like having a, having a family member, a close family member, so so close to you to be supportive? It's nice. Um, I'd say I've grown up playing with her like multiple occasions, like my last travel ball season. So I'm like kind of used to it. But it's oh, it's always nice because like I can never really get homesick because she's always with me. And um, at first, though, I had very mixed emotions about her coming because I'm very independent. I was like, you know, you had your two years to figure, like, whatever, like, be by yourself. But I'm kind of glad. Like, I think it would be way different without her. And, like, you, even with, like, certain friends, like, on the team and groups, I feel like it's easier to get closer to, to the older girls also because she's, like, in between us. Mm -hmm. So it's very helpful. I'm much appreciate it. I imagine she was an influence on your decision to come to HPU? Well, I committed first. Oh, and she okay. went to Western Oregon prior for her first two years. So I committed and she was going to transfer. And my dad was like, just like go to HPU, like, try. So she ended up doing it. So she came because of me. Just to let everybody know. There you go. All right. So that's on record now. <laughs> on record. On yes. record. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, what's your experience in Hawaii been like? Um, you know, how, how have you acclimated to the academic life of a college student, a student athlete, and all the demands that come along with that? Um, I think I'm acclimated pretty fine. Um, I love the weather here, like, yeah. so much. Like, moving back to California, I was like, it's cold. I just want to go back in, like, the warm. But school-wise, I'd say I've always been good school. I kind of li I like it better than high school because it's not like classes, the same class every single day. It's like more on your own time. Yep. And then softball-wise, um, it's just like a again like a lot of extra work. It's like different type of practicing, I guess you could say, like the way it's run and like learning new things and new techniques and stuff like that. But. Do I think you, it's been pretty good so far. Have you always been somebody who kind of structures their day and, and has sort of a routine that you go through? Or did yes, you learn I, that structure as you moved on into college? I'd say I had a pretty good routine. Um, I'm very like, like things away. And if there's change, I'm like, no. Like I want it a certain way done. Like that's how I am as a person. So. <laughs> so that's good. That's good to have that combination of, you know, openness and, 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 and a firm belief in what you want and how you want it done. Those are, those are a good blend of things. Um, are you a surfer? Do you, do you like beach life? You know, what's been most appealing about um, the lifestyle here in Hawaii? Um, I love going to the beach. I would love to try to surf, but I have very bad balance, so it's probably never going to happen because <laughs> I can't even ride a skateboard. But um, yeah, I like to go to the beach. I want to go snorkeling and I want to swim with sharks, swim like free diving. Sharks. Yes, I want to do that before I leave. Wow, I don't know. I, 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 it takes a lot of courage. Has anybody done that? She here? swims with sharks all the time. You, were you have before? Oh, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Go sharks, yes. The shark chomp. Um, but nobody here has, has done that yet. Uh, real serious sharks, right? Yeah, no. I, I don't, okay. Not anybody on team, but I know people like from the school who have... Wow, so. yeah, the, the marine life here is just amazing. Um, I go uh, up to Kaneohe every Saturday morning and go out with an outrigger club, and a couple Saturdays ago I saw a whale jump. Uh, it looked like a killer whale, although it might have been. There was some other whale, I guess, that looks a little bit like a killer whale, but it was the most striking thing because it's just out of nowhere, you know, and you just realize the wildlife, whether it's, you know, aquatic life or or chickens and roosters running around the island. It really is just so different here. I mean, it's interesting to hear, you know, when people from California come on and say, um, God, it's, you know, it's so much warmer here and nicer. Because I think most people on the mainland think of, you know, certainly Southern California as a mecca for good weather and outdoor life. But man, we take things to another level here in Hawaii. 
What's what are some of the team activities that you guys pursue to um, to build chemistry, camaraderie, get to know each other better? Do you have some favorite uh, beaches that you hit? You know, um, spaghetti dinners. But tell us a little bit about how the team comes together off the field to build rapport and chemistry with each other. Um, we've done a few activities uh, this year. We did. We've done it the past two years. We went to Haunted Plantation around Halloween time. That was pretty fun. What is that exactly? Like you walk through a haunted house and there's people jumping out at you. You have to stand in a line and like hold on to each other. So I think I was holding on to you. It's actually <laughs> located in the historic Waipahu area. Okay. And so it was old plantation cottages. So there's about six different cottages on the property. Oh my God. And this entertainment cool. company just, they go all out. And they do that every Halloween? It's an annual thing and it's yep. scary. Right. That's it going on my list for <laughs> October. And, you know, after that, of course, I mentioned last year when I was on the show, Chili's. It's still going. We love Chili's. The restaurant. The okay. restaurant. Well, good plug for Chili's here. Yeah. Um, everybody loves the baby back ribs, right? Should we? Maybe we should have a rendition of, I want my baby back, baby back. No? Come on, T. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of... The triple dipper kind of girl. The triple dipper. Yeah, it's like three appetizers in one. But yeah, we did. We also did Friendsgiving. Me and Neva hosted it at our house. And yeah, we do on road trip. That's a great time for the team to bond. We usually do karaoke, but we have to be mindful of the other guests because <laughs> we have a little bit of a bigger team this year. <laughs> Beautiful voices, though, too. Played, and dancers, yeah. might I say. Yeah, we do have some dancers. If you yeah. check out our Instagram page, you can see some of that. Our All right. And our TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> dancers so. and karaoke. Wow. Yeah, they, they also do a lot of um, stuff by like supporting the other sports and athletic programs here that I think they just do it more on their own. Mm -hmm. It's not really an organized thing. Like, they'll pull a bunch of girls together, say, let's go here, let's go there. So it's not always a, an organizer planned event, but for the big ones, they, they get together. And so it sounds it. like this team has a natural desire to come together. Have you found, I imagine that's not been the case every year. Have you had, Jarnett, to sort of figure out ways to build that team chemistry and, and get them working together under, you know, how have you done that in the past and how have you motivated your players? Absolutely. I mean, with every generation and class, it's always different. So it's important that we try to get in and build the culture early. And a lot of that culture and team, team building activities come from them understanding the history and the success of the program. So that's the easy part. And then letting them figure it out on their own and yeah. see if they have similar type goals, aspirations as the ones who came before them and then helping them find their their way on that journey. Well, it sounds like you guys have done that successfully and created good team chemistry and uh, picked up on a great culture um, that Charnett has built with the program over the years. And, um, and that pays dividends in terms of success um, on the field and wins, but also just having a great college experience. And I think that's really what it's all about, because as a D2 program, um, you know, we, we are student athletes. We are focused on the success of our students, not just the athletic success of the team. That's important. But um, at the end of the day, we want to um, have you be successful when you move on with your professional life. So, um, hey, you know, we haven't had a chance to uh, to say hello to our in-studio um, producer and cohort, Mr. Paul Brecht. He's been quietly sitting over there working the board. Um, Paul, what's going on with you today? Oh, you know, I'm just out here giggling along with uh, a fun crew. We always, whenever softball comes on, I always know that it's going to be a fun day. Jarnett always brings the energy. And then Taylor, I, I mentioned it when she walked in. I said, oh man, we got a veteran coming on in today. So uh, it, it's been a fun show. 
it's trade deadline day in the NBA, so obviously I'm, I'm trying to keep up with that. That's about a half an hour away, so all that as well. But HBU sports are uh, are big time on the mind right now, and man, softball uh, it's it's exciting. You guys, uh, you got a selection in the Pac West that I was curious about in that in that preseason poll mm-hmm. and, and coach lono i i'm i'm more interested in what your thoughts were because i saw you guys were selected to finish fifth in the preseason pack west poll and that's obviously voted by the coaches and whatnot and i was just curious how you took that and maybe the players could talk a little bit about how how that sat with you guys as well especially considering you guys made the the inaugural pack west tournament last year and only four teams make that and you know just curious what that kind of would that set a message to you guys to open up this year? It was as expected. And I think when the other teams looked at our roster and looked at who we lost and not at who gained and who who we gained and who stayed, um, they didn't think that we would be um, the type of power team that we are expecting of ourselves. So I think for us as the coaching staff, we said, oh, this is great for us. You know, the target is no longer on our back as number two. Because I think um, after the tournament, everybody sees what we have, and they're thinking, well, that's not the real team. And as time goes on and as we get up the hill, you know, we want to peak right around late March. And that's when I think the team will really come together and be that team that's going to get out there and win the conference. What what does it take to get to that point? Obviously, with softball, it's similar to baseball. It can be a game that's very humbling at times. Mm-hmm. How how do you guys kind of deal with that as you look for the consistency uh, that you just mentioned? You're looking for come say late March uh, as, as you enter into that PacWest tournament, that postseason play type of area of uh, of the season. Softball, just like baseball, it's about consistency. So the more repetitions, the, the more times you see the other pitchers, you know, they can play 20 games against themselves and pitching to one another, but, you know, they get into a routine of just same old, same old. Once you start seeing more lively pitching, uh, different defenses, that's when you see the more consistent play occur. The positives from the games that we played is we rarely made defensive errors. We made all of the routine plays in the outfield, and it was just our hitting that really limited our our runs that was scored so you know once we start seeing the ball a little bit more pitchers get um, their legs back under them they'll be fine it seems like you know so you're kind of casting the team as a as a strong team in pitching and defense last year anyway weakness in hitting I think um, you guys both had perfect fielding percentages last year um, I think yes as a stat I knew but yeah congratulations you perfect fielding Fielded percentage a thousand. but all that speaks to yeah strong defense and pitching but um, I would think that when you have such strong pitching you know that uh, it, it, by virtue of facing those pitchers in your practice it makes the hitters stronger so um, so do you see that as a major upgrade this year because you do have such a strong pitching staff that they'll help the hitters get better as they um, start to see other teams and strong pitchers on other teams yeah absolutely you know between the four coaches I mean we all pitch every day to our hitters and and they're hitting they're constantly hitting off of three right-handers and a lefty and we all have various speeds various spins we try to keep them off balance but it's mainly for them to get good contact good reps in so that you know they they build the confidence but when the three pitchers actually pitch against the team 
They're not giving in. Yeah. They want to strike out every single batter that comes up to the plate. So there's a lot of friendly competition. And for them, their advantage is they know every batter's weakness and yeah. they expose that. And is it, you know, when you really, you talked early about um, the cerebral part of the game and, and placement as a pitcher. So, you know, as a coach, it sounds like you, you preach, you know, that aspect to, uh, you know, how a pitcher can be successful. It's not just speed. It's not just powering it past the hitter, but really thinking about placement and working it inside and outside and, and all. And that makes your pitching staff obviously stronger. Um, and when you have outstanding speed, it can just blow on past hitters, which it sounds like you guys can do, then that's a great combination. So that should create a lot of success for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it resonated with Taylor, the difference between a, a thrower versus a pitcher. Anybody can step on the mound and throw pitches to the other team. But a pitcher is someone who's defined as they'll take command of the mound. They'll know the ins and outs of every batter and feel confident about their stuff. And every day their stuff may vary. They may come with a repertoire of five or six pitches, but on, on any given day, two or three may be the best pitch that's working for them. And so understanding their own limitations versus their strengths helps them to develop into a pitcher. Wow, spoken really well. Um, and just, you know, so obvious, um, you know, when you approach the game like that, Coach, that, that that contributes to the creation of this culture, this understanding of how to be successful. And that's all part of moving to the next level at college from high school and to create success in other aspects of your life. All right. So, hey, we are uh, due for another quick commercial break. You are listening to Sharks Weekly. We're going to give a big Sharks chomp on the outtake here. So why don't you lead us, Coach? Chomp. Chomp. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back broadcasting from Hawaii Pacific University talking um, softball this morning and hey just before we get back into it I just want to uh, give a big shout out and a thanks to our amazing show sponsors Sharks Weekly is brought to you by Outrigger Resorts and Hotels uh, Hawaii-based Outrigger Resorts and Hotels is proud to support the collegiate athletes of Hawaii Pacific University. And we're also sponsored by Caswell Orthodontics and Dr. Kimmy Caswell. Um, we change your smile, you change the world. Caswell Orthodontics. Thank you so much to our wonderful sponsors. Uh, but hey, let's get back to our conversation with our in-studio guest today. Um, so we were talking about... Um, you know, building team chemistry and, and uh, kind of how things come together. Um, you mentioned before that, you know, the team uh, supports each other and the other sports here uh, at HPU. Mm -hmm. So I should call out that we've got homecoming coming up um, this Saturday, and it's going to be a big day for HPU sports. We've got men's and women's basketball in action from the Shark Tank. Um, later in the day, uh, we've got an exhibition game for faculty and staff to uh, get out there and see who can um, uh, get the worst injury. Uh, <laughs> Not from, hurt them from all of us. <laughs> um, I'm just hoping that's not going to be me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you guys, I mean, supporting your other student athletes in the programs is important um, uh, for a school like ours in particular. Um, you know, do you guys get out and, and and really help you know bring that school spirit and that level of support to the other programs? Um, you planning to hit homecoming Saturday? I mentioned too before that we are also have our it's our first beach volleyball game. I think Saturday morning um, we had beach volleyball on last week and uh, just as a reminder they will play um, uh, over at Queens Beach um, in Waikiki 
So a uh, great opportunity to get out and to see um, the first ever beach volleyball game uh, at Hawaii Pacific University. But what are your plans, guys? You're going to try and get out and and, uh, and spread the love with some of the other HPU sports? Yeah, for sure. Like, we really enjoy going to these games because it's also like we get super competitive and we're not even playing like you'll hear us on the sidelines like we're we're probably one of the loudest people there you know like we want it just as bad as the team that's playing wants it wow that's so important in a school like ours um you know we're, we're a small private school we're a close-knit community there's a sense of camaraderie and um support here that i think you don't always feel at other schools and it sounds like you guys are, are one of the teams that really leads the way in, in spreading that um that positive energy and uh and helping with you know with the wonderful culture that you've created to help spread that around to other programs wow um Paul and Debbie, uh, we've got also, I should mention, we've got HPU's athletic director in studio today, Debbie Snell. Um, so, Debbie, you've got a big day coming up on uh, on Saturday. Um, what's the day looking like? And, and I imagine you're going to be running around crazy with everything going on. It's going to be a super busy day. <clears throat> I want to shout out to Robin and student activities. She's bringing food Robin trucks. Robin Surge? Yeah. Right. Robin is bringing food trucks out for homecoming, and they'll be giving away some t-shirts for different classes of students um, there are lots of giveaways going on as you mentioned we have a faculty staff um, basketball game at halftime of the women's game and halftime of the men's game there are, like I said lots of giveaways happening a surfboard I think is being given away at tonight's game thanks Jarnette for that reminder and so um, a lot is happening I just encourage everybody to come out be there cheer for the sharks I have some really cool fans that say I'm a shark fan you know actual fans so if you come and ask me for one I'll give you one at the game <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a really really fun a week and weekend uh, leading up to homecoming so yeah uh, sh uh, sharks on the beach uh, for beach volleyball so yeah. sharks on the beach I like that that's a that's a nice little catchy uh, mm -hmm. slogan Good. Paul you, you must be excited um, as we kind of roll into uh, Saturday and uh, uh, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network I'm sure is going to be busy um, over the weekend yeah it's uh, it's always busy times we mentioned obviously home coming up this weekend I'll be there uh, at Queens Beach for beach volleyball or at least some of that um, it's a big time day for a lot of different uh, Hawaii teams I'll be there tonight actually sponsor night at the Shark tank as well for men's basketball uh, you continue to mention all the wonderful sponsors of this wonderful show and this university and you know jesse nakanishi and his staff continuing to do a, a really nice job with community outreach this year trying to uh make sure that everybody feels as appreciated as possible that's kind of where it's going tonight big time matchup against concordia irvine uh in fact they've never beaten concordia irvine at home in honolulu they're two and ten all time the men are and looking for their first win inside the shark tank so would be a big time matchup there and then obviously saturday coming on up uh, another big time uh couple of games for both the men and the women so you're right hawaii sports radio network gonna be all over the place uh you'll see us at a bunch of hpu sports and of course you'll see us at a bunch of softball games later on this year as well as we uh take in the sharks as they kind of swim their way back up to the top of the pack west wow two men many water shark metaphors mm -hmm. for one to handle this morning, but I love it. Um, you know, guys, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, goals and plans, you know, past graduation. Um, so, you know, 
as you think about your college experience and think about you know where you want to go off to and what you want to do, um, let's start um, with a little bit of an understanding of uh, your academic pursuits. Um, and then, um, you know, from there, what, what's the professional goal? So, um, so we'll start with Taylor. Taylor, so <laughs> Taylor's like not me. Let's no, start. You're with going Neva. first. Nevis is more interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's see. You, uh, your major. Um, tell us a bit about what you're studying and what you want to do when you get out of here. Um, so I'm studying criminal justice. I've been doing that the whole time. I kind of decided that because I was watching Criminal Minds. But it's actually super interesting. Um, I'm definitely going to try to stay here and do something with that. I'm really passionate about corrections and, like, rehabilitation of, like, inmates, that kind of stuff, getting them together with their families, community outreach, all that. So that's probably what I'm going to do with my degree. So Criminal Minds was the influencer. I shouldn't laugh because, you know, when I, before I went to college, um, the hot show was um, L.A. Law which none of you would ever remember because it, you know, way before everybody's time. But I was convinced I wanted to be a divorce attorney after watching that show. Um, and then, of course, when I got into college and I studied a little bit and, and first-year law students said, this is, you know, ooh, this is not really what I enjoy and what I like. So we're all influenced a little bit by pop culture and things mm -hmm. that we think. Um, but then when you really think about the profession, um, is it something that I want to do? Is it something that I'm passionate about? Um, and it sounds like you found that. It sounds like you have a good, yeah. firm grasp of what would uh, be a, a positive, engaging career for you. and something that would give you mm -hmm. some feeling of reward for, yeah, uh, for sure. giving back. Well, that's awesome. Um, all right. So uh, let's, let's keep going on career objection or objectives. So, Layla, you're uh, a freshman. So, <laughs> so you probably um, are just starting to think about what you want to do and where you want to go. So tell us a bit about um, your major. So you're a psych major. Yes. Um, you were telling me earlier that you're interested in child psychology and a hospital environment. Um, obviously, it's going to require some uh, post-grad uh, work as an undergrad and moving yes. on to master's and maybe even doctoral level programs. So tell us a bit about your, your goals. Um, well, I picked psychology because I wanted to stay in like the medical field, but... I don't do well with like blood and like cutting <laughs> and all that stuff like I can't watch like Dr. Pimple Popper stuff like that so I was like yeah uh, so I was like what is like something that I could stay in the medical field but I don't have to deal with all that and I was like psychology so I took AP psych class my senior year and I loved it it was like the most interesting class I've ever taken I think it's like the mind's very interesting how it works and like you do certain things because of like certain experiences and traumas like that so that's why I picked psych. Um, I hope to be working in a hospital and helping little kids because it's it's easier to start and help when they're younger instead of it progressively yeah. getting worse as they're older. So you're laser focused on child psychology, though not broader abnormal psychology for adults and yeah, and no, all. children. Nope. <laughs> Specific. <laughs> it, no, it's good to know what you want to do and where you want to go. Yeah, so they end up with Taylor in the end. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and oh, I'm sorry, I meant with Neva. Neva. You're, you'll love this story. All right, Neva, you're on deck here. All right, well, right now I am a nursing major with a minor in forensic science. Originally when I came in, I was a marine biology major, but it That's just, a big pivot. It just wasn't working for me. I'd wanted to do it for so long, and so my story is kind of similar to Taylor's. I was watching Castle, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> There's this lady in the show, her name is Lanny, and she, I'm watching her and I'm like, I could see myself doing that. 
So my goal in life is to be a forensic pathologist. Now there, you're going to have to deal with a lot of blood and gore, yes. and yeah, so you're okay with that. I'm totally fine with it. It's, <laughs> it really interests me, like, just, like, seeing, like, how the body works and, like, just being able to figure out, like, how, how does this person die, kind of. It, wow. it sounds morbid, but... Did you ever watch the show Quincy? Did you ever hear? I don't think so. It's like so. a show from the like, 80s. Uh, Jack Klugman starred in it. He's a, a forensic pathologist, coroner, and he has all sorts of... Extends into areas he probably mm-hmm. shouldn't, infringing on law enforcement, but finding the, the reasons why people died usually at the hand of something uh, sinister. Mm. Uh, great show to watch if that's the career you want to you wanna pursue. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> you can find that in reruns. Um, so, all right, so that's interesting. So, um, did you have, are there people in your family that influenced that decision at all, too? Or, uh, you know, had you had exposure to it um, outside of, you know, TV and pop culture? Um... No, not really, but um, my my dad works in law enforcement, so um, I've always been around that kind of criminal justice kind of area as well, oh. and like my aunt and her daughter are, well, my aunt's a neuropathologist, and then my uh, aunt's daughter is going to med school right now, so like seeing that and like during the major change was very eye-opening too because my aunt is so supportive of it so like she is helping me like she works at uh, uc riverside okay like bunch of published stuff but she has her own lab and we're gonna go on a tour of her lab and it's just i don't know sorry see I get, the excitement right yes I get, <laughs> i'm so excited there's a there's a gleam in your eye for sure when you talk yeah. about that Wow. Well, it's great to have um, things charted. Um, you know, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but then when we come back, Sharnet, I'm going to ask you a question to think about over the break. But um, have you seen a, a change in, in students most recently, you know, really having a defined career pathway versus maybe years ago, a few years ago when they didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do? So think about that. When we come back, let's get the coach's perspective on career goals. You're listening to Sharks Weekly. I'm your host, Jeff Rich, and we will be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back uh, Thursday morning here talking softball. So we were just talking about um, career goals and, uh, you know, what majors and careers you guys are looking to pursue. And Charnette, I asked you, have you seen a a change in students, um, you know, maybe from early in your career uh, where students were looking, you know, maybe more, didn't have maybe as much of a direction on what they wanted to do professionally have you found that your student athletes come in now um, by and large with a a, a better understanding of why they're here what they need to do to be successful and have a career goal in mind it's important during the recruitment process that you you know you lay a general plan out for them and their families and sort of hear the direction that they intend to go into and it's not often that they change majors like how uh, Neva had expressed here but for the most part majority of the student athletes we bring into softball they're very determined they know exactly what they want and they know the pathway that they have to take Mm -hmm. so that hasn't changed much I think post-COVID we're seeing a little bit more um, shifting in after their first year okay maybe that's not the program that I really wanted 
and they found another type of interest by being on campus in different programs and, uh, and actually talking to their teammates. Yeah. I, you know, it, it does seem like that's um, more the case with students. We hire a lot of students um, at the university, and we have a lot uh, that work in the marketing department. Um, and, you know, even as freshmen today, I see them coming in with a plan mm -hmm. um, and a good understanding of, you know, what, what their major um, needs to be to, to support that professional pursuit. So, um, it seems that um, the pandemic did have kind of a role in that and caused people to be more introspective about what makes them happy, where they want to go with their life. You know, did that affect you guys? I think um, you were, what, freshmen in the last pandemic year? Or were you still in high school? Um, we, uh, we were in high school. It was, okay. uh, it started our junior year into our senior year. It ended. But did you get to, did your sports get canceled during the pandemic? So yes. you had no games at all? Nothing. Uh, like full lockdown, you could only go out to like get food, um, or at least in California. You yeah. go out to get food, you had to wear a mask. You could go to the grocery store, but a lot of places weren't open. There was no like fun things open, no softball, nothing like that. It was, you go out, you get what's needed, you come back home. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know, for me, it, it was nice because, like, my parents made it fun because we used to do themed dinner nights. But uh, I think being home just really, like, did make me think more about what do I want to do with life? You know, like, what is this thing? What are the things that make me happy and what do I want to pursue? So I think having that and then going in and realizing with the major change that I wasn't happy in my major. I think before COVID, I probably would have just stuck it out. But uh, after COVID, it's like, no, this isn't making me happy. I want to switch my major to something I do love. Yeah. It's really fortunate that you, um, you figured that out while you still had an opportunity mm -hmm. to make that change. Yeah, it was uh, right after my first semester too, so it was super quick. But um, I don't know, I'm really happy with my decision. You know, like, I I think about it a lot that if I didn't decide to rewatch Castle, I wouldn't have, like, <laughs> thought about changing my major. You know, I'd still be kind of stuck, still yep. trying to figure out something else to do. You know, maybe switching around, jumping around a lot more. But now that I did that, I'm just in a place that I love and I'm very interested in what I'm learning about. You know, it, it, your, your comment about, you know, comfort jumping around I, I remember um, you know years ago that was one of the sort of things that people talk to you about going to college that that was your opportunity to jump around to try different things um, so my generation went to school um, a lot of us you know didn't know what we wanted to do and what we wanted to pursue going to college was that opportunity to do it mm -hmm. and I've seen as as you mentioned Jarnett that there is a shift now that you have to come in with a plan maybe it's part of the whole world becoming more competitive and you've got to figure it out earlier um, if you want to be successful in life and have a you know the standard living that you're looking to, to pursue but it seems like that time um, has gotten shorter where you do have that luxury of experimenting and trying different things. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, um, but it sounds like you guys have figured it out and you have a pathway and your success on the field as well as in the classroom are indicative of um, how much you've thought about what you want to do with your lives and also the culture um, and support that you've gotten from, um, from Coach and the program and, and just your experience here at HPU. Any thoughts on 
Yeah, Layla represents the tail end of COVID, so that might be a different perspective that okay. we, we haven't heard. So you were no. So freshman. take us back to the first year of COVID. I, I was so I only got to half of my freshman year. Yeah. So in high school, it happened like March of my freshman year. So like my first two years, I never like experienced high school softball. Like my first year was like my junior year. So it was kind of like I don't like personally for me, I did not like COVID. It was like, I hated the online school. It was so hard waking up and doing, and I've always been good at school and I had like no motivation. But um, I don't know, it's like a different experience. Like I never got to really like, I didn't get to do like the playoffs and the first team all league and all that stuff until I was a junior. And it's like, cause my freshman year we played maybe five games and then it, preseason and COVID shut it down. And then my sophomore year was only like they didn't count they were just like so you guys could practice like we played not even all the teams in our league but um yeah covid it also made you think a lot because you're sitting at home doing nothing so again it made you like take not take things for granted like sometimes you were like oh like i'm so tired like i don't want to go to softball it's like i was like i want to play like this is the thing i'm like waiting for it was like very different change of perspective i imagine it it has to make make you appreciate those things that you can't do at that time and and want them even more um you know the the, if there's a positive side um jarnett it's you know we've had a lot of student athletes on the show that have talked about getting that extra year or two of eligibility because of covid Mm -hmm. do you think that um you know net on net for for those student athletes that it was maybe more of a positive nobody wanted to go through this and have to go on lockdown and all the things that we went through but the ability to get you know that extra one or two years of eligibility is something that most athletes never get yeah 100 percent true benefit for them and it actually gave them a little bit more pride in 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 the work that they had to approach and you know finish off yep wow well you know you guys are um a remarkable group of athletes and as i said earlier um, i think the the culture of the program that you build here is just outstanding um and it's one of the signature sports here at hpu and we see that success um, on the field we see the success of our alumni that move off and do big things all over the world um this is a, a special place and an amazing place to to come and to live and to have that student athlete experience um so i want to say thanks to our in-studio guests um, we have a big weekend ahead of us. Uh, as Debbie and Paul said, there are going to be uh, HPU sports happening all over the island. So we encourage all of our uh, athletic supporters out there to get out, support our teams, um, show that shark spirit. Uh, and we are excited um, to get out and have a wonderful weekend. So as we go off the air, I think we need to give a giant shark chomp. So Jarnett, you want to lead the way on this? On three. One, two, three. Chomp. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week on Shark. Weekly. I'm your host, Jeff Rich. Have a wonderful week. Aloha. You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Sharks Weekly in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University on 95.1 FM and AM 760. A special mahalo to Hawaii Pacific University Executive Director of Athletics, Dr. Debbie Snell, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich, on-site technical engineer, Paul Brecht, and Operations Director, Kuule Agbayani. We now return you to regular scheduled programming on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.